and welcome to a Tabletop Game Talk side chat, where two of us talk about something, sometimes related to games. I'm one of your hosts, Chris. And I'm Fletcher. This week, Chris and I will be talking about radio voices, and recording, and editing, and basically some of what goes on to making a radio show as well as a podcast, for those who aren't sure what radio is. But first, as always, a thank you to our Patreon friends of the show, Adam Harrison, Miles Clark, Sahara Wentworth, Michael Finley, Listener Doug, and the Gifted Games in Grays Lake. Huge thank you to all of our other patrons as well. Um, if you want to hear us record live, you can. We have a Discord for that, and you can join that Discord. There's a link in the show notes. The recording times are typically Monday nights at 8.30 Central Time, but those can vary. If you didn't listen to our last episode, Kitty is, I don't know, 107 months pregnant or something like that. And we're trying <laughs> to make things months. a little... It's With twins, the multiplication, I don't know, it gets, it gets confusing. Um, but yeah, we're trying to vary the schedule a little bit. This is a side chat episode. What does that mean? It means we'll normally talk about games, but they're going to be shorter episodes and it's just going to be two of us. So this episode, we are going to be talking about radio because Fletcher, you did some stuff with that back in the good old days. And I, <laughs> yes, I did. I've only known tangentially about it. So I'm just kind of curious um, to get to know more about that. Um, now, we are probably going to be lighter on banter in our side chats. But I do want to say I did see Book of Mormon this weekend. For this is it back in time. Chicago? It's back in Chicago. Oh, I want to see it. It's it was very very good. Um, I saw it once before about oh, eight or nine years ago, also in Chicago, and it was also really good. But just watching it again and eight or nine years ago must have been Book like of- when it first uh, came out because I remember when it came it was- to Chicago. One of my friends actually got like. Um, a preview ticket like before it was open to the general audience they just wanted to do like a, a dress rehearsal with with some audience members there but not pack the house right yeah no it was it's it's just really good it is if you're offended by south park you will be offended by book of mormon but otherwise it is just a fantastic musical it's it's oh, it's just good have you seen it no but i've listened to the soundtrack like, yeah. The soundtrack gives you most everything. Like it gives you all the musicals. story. Yeah. It gives you most of the story. Yeah. It just doesn't But I know give there's like the, visual gags that glue. you don't that you won't see and, and other stuff like that. Yeah. But it's worth seeing in person if you can. But Sydney gets me tickets, well, gets us tickets to musicals twice a year for I think Christmas and my birthday. That's what I can expect is we're gonna see some musical because i like musicals and she likes musicals and so that's just a great tradition that i hope she keeps up and i know she (laughs) listens so this is a a good way to help her keep up um you do anything fun this week i know that probably not but (laughs) just throw that out there see how things are going so i missed last week because everything is fine but um carmen's dad had uh, like a medical emergency. He had a stroke, but he's hundred percent good. Now he's actually back to work. Um, nice, but yeah, he was, he was lucky. He was, um, he realized he was having a stroke and he, they, he was with, um, Carmen's brother. They were only like five minutes away from a hospital because they just happened to be driving by a hospital at the time. So they just like whipped a U they drove into the hospital um, by the time they got there, like he had trouble like moving and everything, but they like wheeled him in, you know, they're like, thinks this is a stroke. They gave him like the clot buster medication that they give for strokes. 
Um, and, um, he was doing a lot better like later that night, but they still wanted to keep him for observation for a full, like, you know, a couple of days to make sure everything was good. That's amazing. I just yeah. happened to be driving by the place you need to go to and realize early what's going on. Yes. So everything is, everything is good. So that was why I couldn't make the show on Monday because we got news about that on Sunday night. And then we like, we were like packing and throwing everything. Uh, I was like booking tickets and then later on Monday, I was like, oh, I need to tell you guys that I'm not going to be there because <laughs> I'm already in California. And then we're like, and then we're like raging and saying, ah, oh, fine. <laughs> we're just going to change everything about the podcast. Deal with it. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, fine. Now only two people have to show up at a time. Um, but I had also planned um, that this weekend I just got back from New Orleans because Carmen and I had planned a long weekend in New Orleans. So we had to rearrange flights so I could fly from LA to New Orleans um, because we weren't going to like come back to Chicago for like 12 hours just to fly out again. It didn't make any sense. And you landed about four hours ago, three and a half hours ago. Uh, about yeah, four hours ago, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm going to give I, you points for making it to our, uh, our this recording. Yeah. <laughs> I did have a backup plan in case because I texted you and you didn't respond. I'm like, I'm just going to make sure I have a backup plan just in case. So, no. Nope. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about, I mean, I, I'm super glad everything worked out too. Um, Did I not? I like, thought I responded. Yeah. Did I not respond? Um, you responded eventually about 10 minutes before we were going to record. But it's all good. It's good. Oh, you're okay. here. <laughs> I think your yep was at 825. We record at 830. So. Yeah. But I said I was going to make it earlier. <laughs> you did, you did. <laughs> but that was two days ago before you got on the plane so i wasn't really sure um all right so i want to know more about you and well, not really i don't want to know much about you but um <laughs> <laughs> you a little bit of history of the podcast and recording in general um this was a question that actually came up uh, a couple weeks ago and i think i answered it uh within the last few weeks as well i was like essentially what do we use to record with um but i wanted to quickly go through what we do on a weekly basis more specifically probably what i do uh but ultimately there is a lot that goes into making something like this even as casual as we do it and it took a while to get to where i'm at so i will say in general the way that we start recording a podcast is I make up show notes. I copy last week's show notes and then modify show notes for this week. Uh, so I have hundreds of Google Docs in a folder of essentially every episode we have, the show notes for them. And that is shared amongst the three of us. We actually all just ha have a same username and password. So we're all logged in as podcast at Tabletop Game Talk yes. on these Google Docs. And for reasons I don't know, I've just never decided to set up the sharing properly so that we can use our own accounts. It doesn't really matter. Um, it doesn't. <laughs> so that's how we start out is we everything's in Google Notes. And that's why we can change things in real time, too, and move things around and highlight. And it annoys the rest of us when anyone does that. And it's usually me doing it, annoying you and Kitty. Yeah. Live editing as we're speaking. It's always great. Yep. It, it's all good. It's all good. Um, let's see. We used to record in person. And then we started moving all over the place. So then we started recording uh, remote. And we tried a number of different 
of remote recording things. And I think we eventually landed on, was it Skype that we did at first? Um, I don't was, think we ever before, used Skype. Yeah, we tried FaceTime at one point. We tried yeah. a number of different things. Um, and then we just went to Zoom because uh, Zoom was the thing to do. And now we've switched to Discord. But the key for all of it is always video. Uh, so whenever we're recording, we're able to see each other talk and you know people can raise hands and raise eyebrows and things like that. So we get a good sense if someone wants to interrupt. Um, we record. So I am listening to Fletcher on headphones, but I am talking into an actual audio recorder, and that's the file that gets put into the podcast. Which we is make much backups. higher quality. Yeah. Yes, much higher quality. We do a backup whenever I'm recording. Um, and actually, we're not doing a backup right now, but that's okay. We're <laughs> fine. My, I'm recording. You're recording. Um, just in case something goes wrong, I can go back to the backup. And we've had to do that a couple times in the last, I don't know, six years. Um, but then I put it together in Audacity, which is a free video editing, not video, audio editing software. I only use that to line up the audio. And so when we do that intro, I'm Chris, I'm Fletcher, I'm Kitty. That's how I line up the audio. So I make sure that those that introduction sounds correct. And then I said I process two things in Audacity. The first thing I do is I remove all of the silences. Because when we're recording like we're recording, the transition of me stopping and Fletcher starting to talk doesn't seem like a lot while we're recording, but these are these little half second to second gaps well, the audio catches up to the other person and it makes it sound really unnatural if you don't get rid of those silences. So I have audacity, just get rid of all the silences, which is why when we joke about, you know, the silence gets cut out, no matter how long those silences are, they get cut out. So Kitty can stare at me for 10 seconds and you still won't hear the stare. Um, (laughs) You won't hear the stare. (laughs) You won't hear the stare. Um, And then I add in the bumpers. So the music uh, intro and outro that gets added in. And that's basically all I do in audacity. I combine them, put them into a single MP3, and then I upload it to the secret sauce of our podcast. And if you do a podcast and you're not using what I'm about to mention, you are spending so much more time than you need to. Um, And that's Aphonic.com. Aphonic.com essentially allows you to upload a file. It'll go through. It levels all of our voices. It um like does some filtering to make it sound good in in talking form the leveling it does is insanely good like there's no like when i get fletcher's audio he's down if you're looking at an audio file it's like a millimeter above the thing and then i get mine and i'm like you know peeking out in different areas aphonic just takes care of all of that for us and puts us all at the same level and it's amazing um it's there's a subscription fee i think i pay like 10 or 15 bucks a month for it, but it's completely worth it. And then once it's done processing, it sends it over to our hosting service, which is Blueberry, Blueberry, B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com, which hosts the audio. I then use WordPress to post a new um, entry on our uh, website, which then uses PowerPress to pull the audio from Blueberry. Well, it doesn't pull, but it references. Links those things all together. I hit publish on WordPress and then it automatically tweets out on my account that, hey, there's a new um, audio. And a few minutes later, you'll see it on Apple or whatever podcast you are doing. So that's our that's our flow. The whole thing, not counting recording, if I press stop, 
and do all of the editing and then press publish without stopping, I can do the whole thing in under 10 minutes for an hour-long podcast. And if you're editing podcasts... Why do you wait two hours then to do it? Because after I'm done... Because we talk for about two hours, right? We talk for a good half hour before we record. Then we record for an hour. And then we talk for at least another half hour after. After that, I'm just like, I just need a break. So I go away and then I come back and do it later. Um, but yeah, a lot of people are talking about you know, you'll spend, you know, for an hour long podcast, you'll, re- you'll spend two hours editing it and cutting out ums and ums and things like this and retakes and stuff. And for retakes, this is the rule. There are no retakes, period. Um, if you give that, yourself permission to that's retake, not true. um, we well, just I mean, had a retake are, this okay, episode that didn't, that didn't count. <laughs> Why do that? During the during the podcast itself, the only time I ever edit anything is um, Kitty has said the name of her kids um, once or twice, I think two times, and they had decided very early on. Um, if you ever listen, and Kitty refers to Player Three and Player Four, um, her and Spencer decided very on that. Hey, we're just you know, we're going to keep the kids' names out of the podcast. Obviously, I don't have that same thing. It's like Zachary, Becca, they're. They're basically members of the podcast. Um, but I would 100% respect that. So I have edited that name out occasionally. And if you're in our live audience, you you know, because we just, that's it's not uh, it's not like a super secret thing. It's just not something that we put on, um, on the recording. The right. But we, we just don't allow retakes. Um, if we mess up, we mess up. And that's what makes it sound conversational and fun and like friends talking and that's fine. Uh, so yeah, there's no editing oh, of the podcast almost at all. Yeah. I think the only other retakes takes. that I've done is sometimes it's cut off the beginning of my intro when I do the intro. So then I will just like quickly re-record my intro and send it to you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's anything we do that is a retake. It's really at the very beginning of the podcast, you know, we'll something will get messed up there in the intro, but um, while we're talking, we just, we don't, there's no editing whatsoever. So that is our, our process in a nutshell. Again, if you're doing a podcast and you're taking longer than 10 minutes to do your editing, you're do doing it my it way. It's a whole lot easier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're either doing it wrong or you, or you have a team of five people that are working for you. Yeah. Well, and, and we had like early episodes, we have a lot of ums and stuff. And we're, and this is where we're talking about radio voices, right? So Fletcher, you did radio in college, correct? correct. Yep. And and you have like you have this I, I don't know it's it's radio voicey like this deep voice. Um, you've done voiceover work for work stuff. Um, yes, just because. And so, what did you learn? Like ums, ahs, filler words. Um, you know the things that you like. Uh, I, the only thing I can do is just I, those types of sounds. Uh, like, what is, how do you get trained out of that? Because we just had to practice over and over and over. We used to have episodes where before we started recording, we just said, um, 50 times. Because it's like, this is the word you're not allowed to say. Stop saying, um. So they say that when you start talking, you can add pauses like what I'm doing right now instead of saying, um, um, um. Or the other thing you could do is really lean in to the um. So instead of just prefacing everything with um you can just be some you could say something like um i think what i want to do is cook dinner you can make it a word itself or make it like a part of what you're saying so really lean into it or 
just stop for a second and then begin to speak. And that's that makes sense too, because if you just insert them and they're that filler sound, you don't pay attention to them as much. And then by the time you start listening back, you're like, wait a minute, wow, I said um like 55 times in that sentence and I never realized I was doing it. What about listening to your own voice? Was that something that you had to learn to do? Because nobody likes their own voice. Nobody likes to listen to their own voice. Um, But that's something that I just said, um, right now. That's something (laughs) that you learn to just get over, I guess, because you're just going to have to listen to it. And in, in a professional recording studio, I'm not listening to my own voice right now. I have headphones on. Um, But in, in a professional recording studio, you are hearing yourself as an audience member would hear you. And that's really useful. So you can adjust your gain levels as you're speaking. Right now, I can't hear myself, but I have to look over and check my gain levels and they look, they look good. Yeah. And so you, there are certain headphones that you can wear that like the traditional headphones that you're using on whatever you happen to be listening to, if you're listening to music or whatever, there's a lot of processing in them. And they're slightly delayed from when the sound is made to what you're hearing because of that processing. When you're wearing monitor headphones, that's the term I believe they call them, it's a direct pass-through. So as I talk, I immediately hear that back. So there's no delay. Because you wouldn't be able to listen to yourself talk if there was any kind of delay. Any kind of delay, it's impossible to speak. Anybody that has like had that weird delay on a telephone call... It, it does something to your brain where you just can't talk anymore. You just, Yeah, it just doesn't work. And when we first started um, recording, especially when we recorded all in the same room, we all listened. We all had monitor headphones on. So we heard all three of our voices at the same time. And, you know, we could adjust everything in real time. I also inserted all of the music in line. So when I was doing early, early on, I didn't do any editing in a phonic because we were all in the same room. There was no reason to cut things out. We heard everything as it was being spoke. And I would just pipe in with a soundboard, the different music. So when I was done, I just pulled the MP3 file off and uploaded it. And that was it. That was the entire podcast. It wasn't until, well, I, actually, I did still send it to a phonic because it just does an amazing job. But um, it wasn't until we dispersed that I started having to use Audacity to bring all the audio together. Because now we're using three different recorders where we were just using one recorder before. So you, now the radio stuff you were doing, like how mm-hmm. did you get into that? Well, so our, the the university that I went to, the school I went to, they have um, a radio station on campus, 91.7 KRTU. It's a jazz station during the day and an alternative, you know, college alternative station in the evening. I had some friends that were doing it. And I was also kind of always a little bit interested in radio. And I thought, hey, this is cool. You can take, essentially, it was like a one credit class. And half the time you're in class. And then the other half the time, like half the semester you're in class. And then the other half the semester you get a radio slot. And then after you complete the class, you can continue to hold a radio slot um, afterward. So you don't have to take the class again every semester just for a radio station slot. Uh, And my co-host and I like doing it. So we just kept up with it. So I think I took the class sophomore year and then I just continued with it until I graduated. And you learn in class about all the different kinds of radio things. They teach you about payola and how that's not okay. They teach you about what to say and what not to say. We were a public station. So we had to do PSAs. You learn about a little bit of frequency modulation, you know, we're FM 
and how I think now all, all this stuff I learned was, you know, now a long time ago and, uh, some of it I'm probably forgetting, but I think under anything under like 94 FM is like public and anything above that is like a private. So they reserve a spectrum for public stations and we are a public station. Um, yeah. Teach you about PSAs, teach you about front announcing, back announcing because we're a music station, all that kind of stuff. So when you switched, cause I'm assuming you would like, you know, intro songs or whatever you were playing and stuff. Was that scripted or no improv or like, what did you do to like prepare yourself to be on air? So the typical rule, like the rule of thumb is that, um, you want to do about every three songs, every three to four songs, you want to come back in and, and say something and you back announce what you just listened to. So you would say, you know, the song is fading down. You would fade up the mics, go live anybody that's listened to the radio has heard this and then you would you jump in and say like you know that was american idiot by green day well first thing you you actually say is you have to announce the station that you are so 91.7 krtu that was american idiot by green day and before that was i don't know uh, so many people in the neighborhood by ween right coming up next we got you know you're listening to the fletcher and kicker radio show kicker how's it going blah 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 coming up next we've got you know some other song so this is like, you know, the standard formula that anybody has ever listened to the radio has heard. They might not have like internalized it, but this is like a very standard formula. You back announce what you just listened to. You might have a minute of banter. You say your call sign. You say what show you are. And then you front announce like what you're going to hear next. And you never have dead air, which is and why you, you never have dead out. air. Yeah, you fade out the song that you just played and you fade in the next song as you're introducing it which means you have to know like where the words are going to start every once in a while i'll hear um i mean when i used to listen to the radio ever there'd be a lot of a bad intro to a song or something where the words would start as they were speaking over each other but um it's very uncommon that's the case so like did you just have like a rule of thumb you know you have you know five seconds or so to chat over the beginning of a song Every song is different, so you just kind of get a feel for it. A lot of times, um, songs will start, and and we would just kind of like say like, you know, the first second or so. I would hit, I would hit the play button because a lot of songs we would play are actually digital; they were on a computer, um, and then we could like shuffle and play, and you know, pick what songs we wanted to on the computer. So you know, when when we're when I'm front announcing the next song, I would say whatever the name of the next song is. And as I'm ending my sentence, I would hit the play button and like fade up the music. Um, and that would be, that would be fine. Or you could start it low. You could, you could always start the music low and like talk over it for a little while and then fade yourself up or fade yourself out and fade the music up. Um, I never did too many things. We actually had turntables where you could play, you could, we had a whole record album. Um, that's actually like pretty difficult in like a, like a skill that you need to develop especially if you're going from like turntable to turntable because you have to really watch the record. You can't like really goof off at all. And you know, when one song is finishing on a record, then you have to like switch over to the other record and fade that one up as you're fading the other one out, take the record off, preload the next one, get it set up, like listen to it while the other song is playing and like get it queued up and ready to go. I didn't do too much of that. I tried a little bit. I was like, this is actually pretty hard. Occasionally, I would just do like one record so I could go for like from the computer to a record and then back to the computer. Um, but even that was kind of rare. 
It, it, it's it's hard now, to do that. <laughs> the software handles the transition between the songs, right? Because yes. you don't want any pauses between songs either, but you also don't want to crossfade the music itself more than maybe like a quarter of a second, which is enough where you're not paying attention that there is a crossfade there, but there's also no silence there. Is that is that right? Right. The, the software itself would handle that um, for the most part. You can tweak that, but usually the presets were all good for everything that you were doing. And yeah, I just, I find that interesting. Like I've done, been doing the podcast obviously forever and I feel like I'm fairly good at filling dead air. And when I'm not, I just cut out the dead air so that no one knows the wiser. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But like this, the crossfade, the idea, this is why I actually strip out all the silences of our audio. And because when there is dead air, um, and the, the settings that I actually use is any silence that's more than a half of a second gets pushed down to, I think, a, a 0.4 seconds. And the reason for that is a silence that lasts more than half a second is something that was probably not intentional. Like all what I'm saying right now, I've never paused. There's been no silent for more than a half of a second. But if I pause right now, and you were listening to that without me editing it, it would feel very awkward. And I'm going to look at my recorder right now. And this is another thing I can do is if I see something and I know I'm going to have to edit it, I'll look at the recorder and I'll take a look at the timestamp on the recorder. And then what I'll do is I edit backwards. Uh, so if I know I need to take out a word, if you know Fletcher drops an F-bomb or something, I'm going to like squish that out. He's the worst. Um, but I'll start from the back and move forward. Because if you start from the beginning and you cut something out, you mess up all of your timestamps after that. So here, I'm, I put a timestamp in because I'm going to actively go in and not let the silencer truncate that silence. So you can feel how awkward it is when there's just like a one and a half second silence, um, which is why we get rid of all of them. So you don't fear that because it, it's also very odd. Like you don't talk like that in conversation. And when right. you do, it's awkward, right? Yeah. So the other thing is the radio show that, you know, I had, it wasn't a talk radio show. It was a music show. So you'd come in and we'd only talk for maybe a few minutes at a time. So there typically wouldn't be a lot of dead air, but you're right. Like anytime you could hear dead air, that's like more than a second long. It's, it, it's awkward even for the people listening. It's like, wait, what's happening? So it's nice that, uh, know usually you kind of like pre-plan what you might say or talk about like the next the next break um but that was about it and reading psas is always fun we'd have a we have like a cue card box and we would like shuffle through them and like read 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 this psa or read that psa (laughs) you have to read one an hour everyone's tracking all of your ums now because once once you know to look for them you can't stop hearing them now i used to listen to every episode that we put out for probably the first 50 or 60 episodes and i got very good at listening to my own voice because it is something you just have to get used to and i also got very very picky about everything i was doing and we were doing and that's how i actually made the kind of changed the way that we approached doing the podcast because the format hasn't changed all that much it's just talk about things that you don't have to pause on because that's what causes the ums. If you're not prepared to talk about a subject, you're going to be umming and awing 
quite often. So when I throw a question to Fletcher, if he's not paying attention, the first thing you hear from Fletcher is, um, right? Because your (laughs) brain is catching up with the stuff that you haven't been paying attention to, even though you heard it. Or if I'm talking about a subject that I don't have a strong understanding of or knowledge, the ums can come out. And that's where the pauses come in. And one of the things that we use those pauses for is technical difficulties. Because we're not live, our, our live audience is live. They hear all the technical difficulties and they get all the silences and they see all the faces and expressions and things that don't make it to the air. But um, if we are, if something goes wrong, uh, a few episodes ago, Discord just decided to kick us all out of the room. And I remember we that. stopped being able to hear each other, right? So what we did is we just all stopped talking. Like, uh, silence, That's our right? default. No sounds whatsoever. Yep, <laughs> the three of us. We logged back in. And we just picked up the conversation right where we stopped. And when I edited that, I did not even go to that point in the audio to see if it worked out. I just stripped the silences and assumed it was fine. My checker now is Sydney, so she will listen to each episode. And she doesn't give me a ton of feedback anymore. She used to. Uh, but now it's just like, no, it was everything was fine. There wasn't a big issue. Except for occasionally she's like, um, you posted last week's audio again. Can you fix that? And I'm like, oops, yep, I'll go fix that real quick. <laughs> yeah, any so, kind of technical issues that we have here, we just continue to record, assuming our recording is not the thing that broke, and just stay silent. Yep. Because if we press stop, that creates an editing nightmare for me. Yeah, it Because does. now I have to realign things. Some of us hit stop, but we hit stop at different times, and it's it becomes something I don't look forward to. And that's that's why we just do the just be silent, never press stop. Um, I think the longest that we've been silent is maybe like almost 10 minutes. I think so. Where, yeah, it's where something something happened. One of us had to leave and, you know, check on the kids or something like that. And we're just like, all right, we're just going silent. Um, now, what we did do in, the, in that particular case is we were recording and then we were saying, oh, I have to go check on the kids. I'll be back in a couple of minutes. And so there was conversation at some point, but it was silent enough where I could find it and just cut the whole piece out as opposed to having to stop the audio and then start up the audio and make sure we're all in sync again. So the other thing it's so that much the, easier when we're all in person. The non-live audience may not know is sometimes some of us leave while we're recording. <laughs> yep. <laughs> maybe sometimes. I have to go out. Maybe Kitty has to deal with something. Maybe Chris has to deal with something. So when Chris is not talking... He might have actually left and had to go yep. deal with something. So Kitty and I are carrying the conversation until Chris comes back. Or maybe I need to duck out for a second. So I just mute myself and I leave and they'll continue to talk and then I'll come back. Yeah. Every once in a while, Kitty will call that out. She's like, and I guess we're still talking because Chris isn't here to take over again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and, and and that happens, right? There's all kinds of reasons why we might need to stop. But what we're trying to do is not make it a pain to edit afterwards. So that's where um, we'll fill it in. And we know if we're out of frame, then we know that that person is not going to talk. So we're not going to throw a question to them or wait for them or anything like that. And for me, sometimes I'll be like, okay, you two carry the conversation. I'll be back in two minutes and give you guys kind of a heads up because otherwise you kind of get blindsided by, wait, Chris normally does all the talking prolong wise and now i have to ask a question to this other person what should i do (laughs) so i try to give you a heads up on that but um what else anything cool about anything else about recording should people just start a podcast 
use my tools call it a people day. should start a podcast it's pretty easy it's pretty cheap to do if you're interested in radio um try to find a university that has a radio station i don't know it's really hard to get into radio unfortunately i tried to for a little bit but radio is radio is very cool it's cool being in the booth it's cool using the boom mic you know you have the on-air thing you look out i don't know i really liked uh my time in the radio booth yeah speaking of booths you don't need a booth to do a podcast uh, depending on the microphone that you use we use and i get these mixed up sometimes i believe what we use is a dynamic mic and typically what you would imagine as a studio mic would be a compressor mic um the difference is dynamic is only recording the audio right in front of it these are the types of mics that singers use on stage that well if they're holding a microphone those are the types of microphones they're using and they're talking very close to the mic oftentimes the mic will be touching their chin as they talk because that's how close to the microphone you have to be to pick it up if i move away from the mic you won't be able to hear it here because aphonic fixes it for me but if i move away just a foot all of a sudden my audio goes down to practically nothing and that allows us to have a very casual recording environment where unless I am actually in an echoey room where I can hear the echo, you still hear good quality voice from these microphones. Um, don't spend $400 on a Blue Yeti. You just don't need to do that. And it's going to be, I have one, and it's a nightmare because you have to like pad the room. And give yourself- I have one too. Yeah. And it, it, it picks it, up everything. You need to you need to live in a shipping container or like one of those padded shipping containers because it just picks up everything. Any little clink, any little knock, like the AC turning on, it'll pick all that stuff up. Yeah. So number one, if you're having a hard time recording, get get a, a dynamic mic or yeah, dynamic mic, the compressor mics. They just require so much extra stuff to make them sound good. And they, they are fantastic when you have that entire environment set up for it. But otherwise, it's not worth it. Um, and this the mics we talk on are like $50 microphones, right? They're, they're not crazy expensive. So that would be my, my one bit of advice um, for your microphone. I also, we record to an external recorder. I use the Zoom H6. Kitty has an H4. Kitty, Spencer, you have like the end something Fletcher. or other podcast one, right? My name is Fletcher, but I have a Zoom something Fletch. or other. <laughs> That's what I said, Fletcher, but I won't edit it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't, we're recording to an actual physical I have device. A Zoom Pod Track P4. Yeah. Uh, because we don't want to risk something happening in software. So a lot of people record on like, you know, record directly into Audacity, or I've heard people use GarageBand and things like this. I do not trust software. I write software, therefore I don't trust it. Um, if that software were to crash, then you just lose everything. And with a hardware um, recorder, that happens less often. It still has problems every once in a while, but it happens less often, I think. So, all right, that is that is a side chat. Um, we've already gone long. We're not going to learn how to do these shorter for quite some time, but that's Probably that's not. okay. I'm I'm fine talking a little long. Hopefully this was interesting. I know this was not game related, but sometimes you got to get behind the scenes and talk meta. One thing I do want to ask is if you're on our Discord or even if you're not, join our Discord. Um, I'm going to make a channel called uh, Side Chats and I'm looking for uh, basically topic ideas. So if you guys have questions, um, throw them out there. If there's topics that you would like to hear two of us talk about, throw them on there. Uh, Mostly I'm just looking for, you know, whatever you might be interested in listening to. 
I can always make something up. So I have no problem with that. But if you want to be more involved in picking things that we talk about, by all means, let that be the case. And at some point, I will be talking Final Fantasy XIV with Fletcher as I force him to play this game with me. I know. Man, I need to get on that. <laughs> you are the worst. Stop doing real things and be entertained for me. <laughs> Thank you. All right, Fletcher, our revised outro. Bring it home. Oh, man, I read this part now. This is totally going to... Oh, this is one thing I wanted to bring up. Fletcher is terrible at cold reads. Terrible at them. So bad at them. Sydney is amazing at cold reads. It is scary how good she is with it. Um, I'm just... It's interesting. I can do cold reads, but I improv as I go. And I've typed it out so I know what it says. So, yeah, it's just... The cold read is a tricky one. So, I'm giving you a little time to to browse it over. Ready? Go. (laughs) Tabletop Game Talk is a proud member of the Dice Tower Network. We have a Discord. Join us there to continue the conversation and be part of our live records. That's what it says. <laughs> live recording. It's it's also fun to read Chris's, uh, you know, um, copy, which may not make sense. I need. To it's also where you'll find GPT an endless stream of games you can play with us and other listeners on BGA. Links are. Links are in the show notes, and you can go to tabletopgametalk.com to find out more. Hosting fees and giveaways are sponsored by patrons. Adam Harrison, Miles Clark, Sahara Wentworth, Michael Finley, Listener, Doug, The Gift of Games, Jason Strong, John Lewis, Joe Hoover, Emil Jiljam, Danita Hershey. Um, this are, I'm, I need to slow down on this. I am going to probably record this and just edit this part in. Maybe. We'll see. You wouldn't let me do Back it. To- I know, but what I'm doing, it it's very different. Uh, Jim Conrad, Lightning Steve, Gary Bunker, Peter Fleming, Andrew Fayesh, John Williams, Sir Sully, Matthew Droke, Timothy, Paul Romer, Nicholas Lotz, Weatherman Keith, Leanne Verholst, Stephen Judd, Marina Stevens, Ben Gary, Sean Peck, Michael Yanikowski, Jeremy Fisher, Christopher Dong, Terrence Miltner, Richard Yassi, Token Fan Forever, Stephen Falcon, Joe Romero, David Radke, Brian Arnold, Courtney Falk, uh, Ryan Ellett, Dancy, Darren McClellan, David Garner, Jesse Wheeler, Charles Pearson, Agnes Toth, Ron Nelson, Aaron Moore, Don Gilstrap, Glenn Cotter, Eric Salander, Adrian Dong, Eric Hoffman, Jason Rodney, Jerry Wong, Sean P. Kelly, Christy Keel, Monica Witchman, and Michael27. Thank you to anyone who's ever been a patron, past, present, and future. If you want to be a patron, check out our website. Until next week, keep playing games and having fun. All right, so Fletcher, post-credits. We still got to do post-credits. Okay. I just don't know what to do here anymore because I get thrown <laughs> off. I thought you had an idea. Okay, Fletcher, post-credits. No, I yes. We're here. No, I got nothing. We're doing it. Yeah, we're still we're still here. We're still talking. We're just trying to make you listen to the credits, and that's why we put something after it, even though it is usually worthless. Zero content. Good night. <laughs>